Nice. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong? No, just the intros. I always suck at intros. Okay. Do I look at the camera or do I not? Do hey, I look at the camera. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Hey guys, and welcome to episode 75 of Sounds Like NYC, a podcast dedicated to spotlight uh, New York City artists. I'm David, and this is Daniel. Our next guest is a musician out of Georgia, now based in New York City. She studied music and music business at the University of Georgia, while cementing her place in the Athens music scene. Her newest single, The Wicked, has just come out. You can find her on Instagram at amanda.rockenbach, that's R-O-C-K-E-N-B-A-C-H, and her website, amandarockenbach.com. Please welcome Amanda. Yeah, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Oh, could you get close yeah. to the mic? Hello, hello. Oh, hey, now I can't hear you. Oh, she's three. She's three. Hello, hello. Oh, boy. Yes, we are a very professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no two. Yes, there's no two. Do you uh-huh. hear me now? Yes. Yeah, we okay. hear you. Uh, that reminds me of those old like, AT&T commercials. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, but yeah, the dude, like, the dude who now? left and, and wants to sprint. Now. Yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, but yeah, so like, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Yeah. And um, so we were like talking like a bit before we started, you know, filming about how you came here, like, like how you've like only been in, you know, New York City for like, what, two months now? Two months, yeah. So, That's yeah, crazy. what the hell is I up know. with that? I know, weirdest time to move to New York. Yeah, so like, yeah, explain why. Why now, yeah. out of like all the times? Yeah. I guess uh, for years now, I've been planning on moving to New York. And um, there are a lot of scenarios I imagine when I move here. This was not one of them. And it's definitely one of the hardest times to be a new graduate, especially uh, someone in the entertainment industry. And yeah, it's got to suck. Um, yeah, yeah. There are definitely some silver linings mm-hmm. if you look for them. Um, but mm. it, it's hard. And a lot of people similar to me, I imagine, changed their plans and didn't move to New York. Um, But I'm happy to be here, and I feel like as someone who is pursuing a career in music, you already need to have tough skin a little bit. I expected to have a hard time in the beginning, and it's here, so. But I'm happy to work through it, and I see see live music coming back, and I'm I'm optimistic about the future. Cool. Yeah. Could you get closer to the mic, actually? Yeah. I can actually push it off. Yeah, just take it off might be easier okay yeah <laughs> there you go i mean rent is cheaper it is cheaper right that there's some people lining. getting some really good deals yeah i saw like a two-bedroom up in washington heights going for like 21 yeah see i've i i live at home with my mom so <laughs> yeah i live in queens it's always been cheap over there <laughs> <laughs> do you think manhattan's overrated um, you know, it's hard to say since I just moved here. I feel like maybe I'm not the best person no, to argue whether stage. Yeah, honeymoon stage. I mean, did you ever used to watch like, you know, Gossip Girl like Six Friends? And, like, yeah, oh, friends, yeah, Sex, sex in the, the city, city, stuff like yeah. that. Like like yeah. like what's your like judgment about like about like, you know, near or like or like Manhattan, yeah. you know, clouded by those TV shows? Is it overhyped? Maybe, yeah. probably. Yeah. But and she's only been here for two months, and she always say, she's already well, saying maybe. I was, I, was going to say, I was going to say, just the way we are, like something, someplace, somewhere is going to be overhyped, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. because people want to dream. And New York isn't a bad place to be overhyped because it really is cool. It's just, yeah. you know, you. It's when you come to New York, it's not just like the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I see moments where I'm like, whoa, that's like a movie. Like people Wait. on a blanket in the park or something eating <laughs> sandwiches. Do you mean homeless people? Or yeah. Like- yeah. No, there are 
plenty of parts that aren't, yeah. you know, yeah. movie-esque yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, it's for sure there are parts of it that are ignored. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, uh, the, way I'm, the way I'm seeing it is just like people that come to New York City just focus on Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's why I think it's overhyped. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I, you mean, I mean, yeah. 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 I mean, all the PR from, you know, movies and stuff like that, it's yeah. always based in like Manhattan. So right. yeah, I feel like most people don't realize you know what's that funny? there's like more than just Manhattan. You know what's mm-hmm. funny? I just read like a, some statistic or whatever, like finally after 10 years, the rents in Manhattan have dropped under three thousand. Yeah. To twenty nine hundred ninety. Yeah. Hey, progress is progress. Honestly, yeah. In some <laughs> ways, you know, the pandemic setting that back could make Manhattan cooler. It could open it up to cool artists and people that couldn't afford to live here before. Because yeah. it was really going towards yeah. a place where only really rich people and mm-hmm. people that are already successful living here. And I think it would have been not as cool if it had kept going on that trajectory. Yeah. yeah. Get get those. The newcomers out of Brooklyn. I'm tired of that. <laughs> sure. Oh, it's happening. Yeah. You can't stop it. No, but like, um, I was like telling you like a bit before we started, you know, filming that yeah. like, you know, Washington Heights, like, like we've had like a few people on this podcast that actually live there now. Yeah. So it seems like Washington Heights might be, I don't know, like it hub. might be affordable enough yeah. for, you know, creatives to, you know, live in right. while, while like still technically being in Manhattan. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You still have access to yeah. so much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So like, yeah. So like, what's it, what's it been like for you trying to like build your career so far? You know, you've only been here for, you know, two months. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah. So like when you first got here, like what were you trying to like prioritize? Or, like, what are you mm-hmm. trying to prioritize now? Right you know, try in the way or like towards, you know, um, building up your, mm-hmm. building up your, your career. I definitely had to change my goals and change my plan. My initial plan was to immediately jump into the live music scene as hard as I could. Mm-hmm. I had a few connections mm-hmm. um, and I had a list of places I was going to reach out to and what I was going to say and where I was going to go. Um, and I had to change that drastically because there is hardly any live music going on now. It's just starting back up. Um, So I've been trying to focus on my ability to produce music. And um, I've written a lot of music over the last few years and haven't gotten it out there. So that's kind of what I've been focusing on these last few months. And um, stuff is coming. Stay tuned. So are you (laughs) kind of like working like on like all the arrangements by yourself with like a DAW and everything or? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have Logic. Okay, cool, cool. Um, And I I saw this coming obviously like earlier in the year. This was going to be a problem. I knew I wanted to move to New York and, you know, Broadway announced that they weren't going to come back until 2021 and things. And so I wasn't going to keep keep on the plan that I was going to go into live music. So around February, March is when I realized, okay, I need to change plans, downloaded Logic, took some courses, still working on stuff, um, and just got to, got to work on making some of my music tangible. Mm-hmm. Awesome, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think as an artist, you have to be, you know, there has to be some sort of like self-sufficiency because, I mm-hmm. mean, we we're, were talking about like how fucking expensive it is to like so, record yeah. a song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm I think so that's where the I'm music industry is headed. If you want to make it, you're going to have to be able to be self-sufficient to some extent. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Definitely, yeah. I mean, you, you have to, you know, do your own production. You got to do your own marketing. You got to be a, a one-man show, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You got to do yeah. it yourself. Yeah. So but, why, why start this 
in New York City of all cities? Like, um, I actually, my boyfriend lives here. Okay. He goes to medical school at Columbia. Oh, wow. Ooh, um, fancy. Yeah. Did you guys uh, meet like in like Georgia? You guys yes, met at the he, hospital. Oh, okay. we both went to UGA. <laughs> <laughs> what what did you say? The, you guys met at the hospital. Oh, yeah. No. One of those like little stories. Like he's cutting you up. He's cutting you up. <laughs> like, I feel like I know you better. Or he's my nurse. I yeah. like. That sounds up. very serial killerist. Yeah. Like, no, I I Why would I wake up when he's cutting me up? Yeah. Right. Okay. Like, because he can see your heart. Like, oh. Figuratively and. Yeah. Real. Man, I'd be weird if That'd that were weird. the story. Yeah, David, That'd be a good story. No, yeah. wouldn't. No. You're weird, David. Um, we have a kind of good story. I uh, met him at UGA my freshman year. He was actually my RA. Oh, cool. So. There you mm. go. No, no, because we had somebody <laughs> so on wanted to get drunk, you can just, like, fuck it. My boyfriend's an RA. What are you going to yeah, do Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, it was actually a power move to not get in trouble, and then it ended up... No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys moved up here together, then? He right. graduated two years before me, so he's oh, been okay. here for two years. That's actually how I was able to visit so often. Oh, okay. um, you know, one of the most expensive parts about visiting New York is finding somewhere to stay. Mm -hmm. yep. um, so I was able to visit so often because I could stay with him. And um, I had an internship last summer, a music internship, a booking agency, and I got to perform around. And I was trying to trying to um, get my feet down on the ground and mm -hmm. make connections before I moved here. So I have been investing in New York for two years. So it felt like a waste if I didn't move up here um, just because I've made some connections. And then also I want to be with him. All right. Um, and like I said, I think that with rent prices coming down, I think it's going to end up being more of an artistic city than it even was before when things bounce back. Mm -hmm. so. I just hope, like, you know, big banks don't just buy up everything. It's going to be a chase on every block now. Oh, uh, yeah, that's scary. He's yeah. going he's, he's gonna to start ranting about, like, uh, real estate soon enough. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, say, we'll say that for later. Yeah. But, um, but, yeah, so how did you get the opportunity to perform in a church? in Italy? Um, I was there on a study abroad trip. Ooh, nice. Yes. Um, and I was there on like a jazz music and music industry kind of course set. And um, my professor, we had been just playing together. He's a pianist and I'm a singer. His name is Steve Dance. He's awesome. And um, we, cool had, we had, yeah, it is, isn't it? We had such a fun time playing together. That was actually not supposed to be open to the students. It was the, um, teacher's professor's performance, but we had such a fun time playing and singing together that he invited me to perform with him, and I'm so grateful. It was an amazing time and an honor to perform there, um, as it was also an honor to perform with him. He's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. So was that kind of like an improv too sort of like thing, or did you guys like... Yeah, it, wow. it, was, it was pretty not rehearsed. Yeah. Like that day, we were like, okay, what's some classics that you know that I know and what, what key and yeah, just roll with it. That's kind of part of, you know, jazz music. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. not being too planned. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. It's one of the reasons people love it so much. Yeah. So like how long were you in Italy for? Um, three or four weeks. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, I, I forget exactly, but around a month. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was great. So how was like New York City pizza compared to like authentic Italian um, pizza? <laughs> 
better. Um, <laughs> I actually, better. I want to have more pizza. I haven't had enough pizza since Whoa, moving really? to New York. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I've been to Artichoke Pizza. Dude, I love Artichoke. David doesn't really like it. But what? Like, I swear it's by It's like you. spinach artichoke dip yeah, on a pizza. Yeah, it's great. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I just have a thing for like when like things become so overhyped and then it just becomes like a chain. No, yeah. Like, like Martha's Bakery. Like yeah. I, I refuse to to go there. Yeah, I just that, won't yeah. Go. That's why I mentioned it. Like, yeah. let me know where to go because I don't want to compare them when all I've done really is artichoke pizza, yeah, yeah. even though it is awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, like one of my friends, he's been telling me for the longest to like go to like scars like in like um downtown manhattan or like somewhere over there so like i've been mm-hmm. wanting to go for a while now. scars so, yeah scars okay yeah. but um yeah i mean there's like so many different types of pizza to come to like come by over here so yeah have your fun yeah i know <laughs> i know i've been on like a, a bagel kick i've been trying oh, bagels man. everywhere David, there you go. Maybe you found a co-host because, yeah, like, yeah. David. Oh. Okay, secret, secret, secret. Yeah, but like, <laughs> David is a bagel connoisseur. I so, love like, oh, you gotta yeah. let me know. I love you gotta bagels. let me know where to go. All right, please. For I'm sure. like discovering all these different types of bagels I didn't even know existed before. Wait, like what? Um, like egg bagels. You didn't oh, have yeah. egg bagels before. No, well, like, that's actually, like a very Jewish, like kind of like it? New York thing. Yeah, egg, egg bagels are Jewish traditionally. I think. Have you ever had a a bagel, cream cheese, and bacon? Um, I haven't had that. My boyfriend's actually a vegan, and he uh, tries okay. to skew me yeah, yeah. To- more towards veganism. <laughs> and I, I do it most of the time. Um, so no, I usually get bagels with him, and, and okay, I would then, get like a side eye. So the next so what time does he get? Um, yeah, he just. What does he get? So plain bagel. I mean, I guess he gets it toasted. You can get like yeah avocado and oh no salmon yeah avocado. No butter either. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, not like all butters are like technically animal product, right? Yeah, that's true. Most of the time, honestly, we're more like vegetarian. Yeah. So, I mean. You vegan can on the weekends. Butter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, but like, um, yeah. So, you know, we're like talking about New York and you being like fresh, fresh blood over here. Yeah. Like boat. fresh off the boat. <laughs> <laughs> the <boat> from <laughs> Georgia to the boat. Yeah, the because boat. those exist. Yeah. 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 But like, yeah. So, what have been some some of the culture shocks? Um, that uh, you've like experienced? Um, well, like I said, I've visited New York a lot. Before, oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, so yeah. Um, yeah. But one of the main culture shocks, which really doesn't have much to do with New York, I guess, but just when I first moved here, I mean, it's opened up since then, but even just two months ago, it was mm-hmm. so different. Yeah. Um, just moving here, really only seeing the people I live with mainly and a few friends around the city, it was so strange. Because, like I said, in Georgia, it's so much more open. Mm. Um, and I lived with more people. And I know more people down there. Mm -hmm. Um, My family's down there and everything. And one of the hardest things was how little human contact I had to begin with. Yeah. Um, That was probably the biggest Mm -hmm. culture shock. I mean, things are opening up now. You can eat at restaurants and things like that. But um, other things that are more unique to New York, I was culture shocked over a span of time visiting. um, You know, just... um, homeless people and drugs and how many people are even here and different cultures hearing different languages on the subway and things like that um it's some of the reasons that i love it and some of the reasons that i hate it is mm-hmm. you know why all the things that make it so different from where i came from yeah how do you think um so like with the songs that you're like writing these days 
Like, have there been any songs that uh, that are um, that have that have you've like solely written since like coming here? Like, have you seen a change in your songwriting or in your lyrical writing because yeah. of like actually living here now? Yeah, I'm sure the isolation has made you be more. Artistic. Well, not even yeah, just like the isolation, totally. just like the like the total change of like yeah. pace and environment yeah. generally yeah. coming from Athens Actually, um, to here. The next song that's coming out this Friday. Perfect um, plug. I started it. Yeah. <laughs> no, it came out already. What are you talking about? It already yeah. came out. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when you guys are listening to this like two months ago, you could, should go check it out. It's on Spotify everywhere. Um, the Wicked, I started writing that, I don't know, eight months ago or something. Mm-hmm. And that was when the virus first started and... Um, 2020 just was like, what kind of year is this? Which it hasn't stopped since then. (laughs) (laughs) What thing can go bad next? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, seriously. It can't get worse. (laughs) Let's not even go down that road because there's so much to talk about. Um, But I've also written like half of it since I moved here. Mm -hmm. Um, Just about being an artist in New York or being an artist during a pandemic, during a shutdown. I really feel like this is... This is the time where a lot of artists that choose not to quit are kind of earning their stripes, so to say, um, and about global warming and just different challenges that I've faced in the past few months, but also since moving here. Um, I think people will find a lot to relate to in this awesome. song. Awesome. So, like, yeah. let's, like, plug it, like, like actually yeah. into... Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we right didn't plan that. Yeah. All right. So, do I do the boop? This episode of Sounds Like NYC. We have just listened to Wicked. The Wicked. The, the Wicked. Okay, yeah. yeah, The Wicked. And yeah, do, do you just want to talk more about the lyrical content? Or I, just... Actually, side note, I just want to congratulate Daniel because he's gotten better now at remembering the, the name of the song after we yeah, yeah, yeah. come back. So <laughs> press the thing, press the thing. Do you remember which, which one? Is, uh, is it this one? No. <laughs> 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 But um, yeah, but like yeah, let's talk about the lyrical yeah, content yeah. If, you, if you wanna like do kind of like a verify sort of like explanation. Yeah, totally. Um, well, the basic idea behind this song as a whole, I feel like, is really malleable to how you look at it um, and where you're coming from. Uh, but as a wide idea, I uh, I feel like what makes my generation and our generation so powerful is that we're kind of angry. And anger has been something that has a bad connotation to it, and it's you know seen as a destructive thing, and it often is. But if it's you know directed and it's intentional, it can be a healthy anger, and it can be very powerful. And um, I'm not going to speak for my whole generation, but I personally, especially this year after this year, I'm angry with the world that we've been handed. Um, in so many ways, and this song addresses a lot of things, you know, global warming and not directly, but politics and um, the way that society treats the arts and things like that. And um, this song is a kind of anthem for my generation, our generation, a song of empowerment. Um, 
of inheritance of the world and of our country, and also a bit of a mourning of what, what we've been handed and what's happened before us and how we have to fix it. Wow, I can't wait to hear what it sounds, it sounds like it's going to be... You just heard it. No, but I mean like like soundscape or sonically. <laughs> no, because it sounds like if it has like those those sort of like, you know, strong themes, I'm just like imagining yeah. what the actual inter- instrumentation will be, yeah. which leads to kind of like talking about your sound and like the process of you becoming the artist that you are now. Because mm-hmm. it seems you like you're both... You do a lot of covers, both... right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never interrupt me again, David. <laughs> Whose podcast is this? Ours. Uh, <laughs> right. it's a, it is our baby. But um, <laughs> as I was as I was singing, do you want me to cut uh, you off again? No. Uh, as I was saying, um, yeah, because it seems like like you're both really good at kind of like the jazzy, softer sort of thing, Thank but you. you also do a lot of like rock and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So, what's the process? of of you being able to be so versatile kind of like something that started like like through like college through like mm-hmm. you know um curriculum and stuff like that or yeah. like were you like always bouncing in between those two styles um i i love both of those styles but i also feel like i i love performing in more than just those two and I'm still going through the process of solidifying myself as um, a diverse artist that can do multiple things. That is the ultimate goal. I would love if I, if I could succeed doing more than just one sound, because um, I love so many sounds. I grew up performing more than just one genre. Um, you know, I sang at my church, and I also performed rock music at the school, and I sang at a choir, and different things. And then I started jazz in college, and um, this, this song coming out is one of the main sounds, one of the main trajectories that I see myself going on, but... Is that like a rockish yes, trajectory? Yes, yeah, okay, it's cool. like a blues, hard rock. Okay, cool, cool. Um, but I, it's not going... I want people to not be surprised when they see me release a jazzy piano piece, mm-hmm. um, because it will happen. Um, it, it hurts, it pains me that when you're hit with inspiration and you think you come up with something really original and really good that you, some artists might possibly be like, oh, I'm not gonna release that because I'm a this artist or because I'm a this artist. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wanna, I just wanna release and perform what I think is good and what I enjoy doing. Yeah, just be like Miley Cyrus and start performing yeah. um, oh my God. Metallica. She, and, yeah, uh, she's she been also rocking did, out. Yeah, she's also done like, what, what's that black dog? Um, Led Zeppelin, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, are you singing? Are you singing Black Dog or? No, it's a Hannah Montana song. Yep. So she has a wide band of sounds. Very, very wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, that's really cool. So like, yeah. So like David was saying before, before I was rudely interrupted, that that you like doing covers and stuff like that. So like, were like covers a like fundamental way? where you like decided to kind of like hone in hone in like your like current you know um style or or, like your current Um, voice i i mean totally everything that i've ever listened to and loved is part of what's influenced me to create the music that i'm creating and that i'm going to release (laughs) um but also it was just a way of getting out there and performing when you're not 
um, you know, an artist with a lot of music out there. Mm -hmm. um, people like to hear covers, and living in a college town, there's plenty of opportunities too. And it's just a way to get your, get your stage time in, get experience in, get your voice heard. I love singing covers. Um, but I look forward to the day when I can get on stage and sing a whole set of originals too. Awesome, yeah. 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 So like, do you have any regrets? <laughs> yeah, totally. I wish I would have started performing in my college town much sooner than I did. Mm -hmm. I started mainly performing my junior year, mm -hmm. which gave me two years and it was two fire years. It was so awesome. But um, my first two years, I was a music student mm -hmm. and a lot of my time was spent practicing classical music and performing classical music and doing classical voice lessons. And um, I love that. I think I'm better for it. But I always knew that I wasn't going to, you know, find my career in classical music. And I wish I would have just found the time to perform more contemporary rock mm -hmm. and jazz music. Yeah. What about in life? Um, <laughs> music getting <laughs> deep. Life. Um, well, I would consider that a regret in life. Mm. Um, but no, I, I've, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I have regrets, but um, I think everything I've done <laughs> has led me to this moment, and I'm glad I'm here today. So, yeah, because yeah. yeah. like I definitely understand what you mean by like you know um, that stuff, kind of like regretting, mm -hmm. kind of like not doing anything for you know two years and having like you know mm -hmm. just like two more two more years left. Yeah, I definitely kind of like resonate with that because mm -hmm. I was the same way, but that was more of a lack of confidence in my own skills as mm -hmm. a musician, which I really did gain, you know, you know, my junior and senior year. But mm -hmm. like I definitely yeah, there's definitely that damn what if I uh, just yeah. I think a lot started of off that. strong, like you mm -hmm. know, yeah. Like where could I be now? Yeah. That's yeah. double the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I think I think a lot of people feel that yeah. way. I mean Going into college is a huge experience. Yeah, it's a scary yeah. experience. You don't know anyone. You're yeah. not connected to anything. Yeah. So it's it's a regret, but I, I'm not mad at myself for yeah. it. I understand mm -hmm. myself I'm, for it. I mean, would would you have done college all over again? Like like knowing what you know now and, and going through what, what you've been through, mm -hmm. would you go to college? Um, yes, I would. Ooh. I think that the Athens music scene was so good for me. It was um, the perfect sized pawn for me. Mm -hmm. There have been other great bands that have come out of them. Ooh, like R.E.M. Oh, rip. yeah. I, I swore they were from the U.K. I didn't yeah, know they were. I thought so, too. They were American. I hope I'm not misquoting that, but I... <laughs> <laughs> You're probably right. We're just dumb. Yeah, 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 we're, yeah. Just, we're just fucking dumb. Yeah. No, no. Um, no, I'm, I'm very happy with having gone to college. Another place that I considered going was Berkeley in Boston. Okay, yeah. Um, and that's honestly my main thing where I'm like, what if? What yeah. if I had gone there? You know, yeah. would I be like as big as Megan Trainer now, who also went to Berkeley. Yeah. Um, but I have no regrets. Um, I met my boyfriend at UGA, mm -hmm. and I love him. And I met a lot of great musicians, great collaborators, great people, played on a lot of legendary stages in Athens, and I think mm -hmm. it was the perfect size and time for me to be yeah. there. Yeah. So what's like the Athens? So you have like experience kind of like, you know, 
performing here even before this year and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So what are some of the differences you see general? You know, New York City is like so huge compared to like yes. Athens and stuff like that. So it's obviously harder for you yeah. to kind of like gauge, uh -huh. gauge like the music scene over here. But like, what are some of the fundamental differences you've been seeing mm -hmm. or like or like or like you you've like experienced yeah. um, between like the music scene mm -hmm. in you know Athens and the music scene yeah. well, over here in the city. This is the biggest pond of them all. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's hard to really, really fully compare just because having moved here now, everything is so different. Mm -hmm. um, not much performing is happening. Yeah. But over the time I was here in the past two years and my summer that I spent here last year, it's just so saturated with talent everywhere. And everybody is working just as hard, if not harder than you. Um, whereas in Athens, it wasn't, it wasn't too difficult to make a name for yourself. Sure, there were a lot of musicians, a lot of graduates, um, but everybody went to the same places and names got around pretty quickly. Whereas in New York, I'm not sure that it's as connected and people, mm -hmm. people don't care to remember you as much. Yeah. You definitely have to fight your way to the top and I haven't done that yet. That's yeah. just something that does I'm that, seeing. Does yeah. that motivate you to, to just be a better musician? Yeah, it does and it also humbles me. Um, like I, I have realistic expectations, you know, mm -hmm. I don't think I'm going to walk onto a stage somewhere and everyone go, what? She's like amazing. We're going to remember her forever. There are so many good singers, so many good musicians, so many good songs made here. Mm -hmm. And there are so many places to perform. If you're performing somewhere in New York City, simultaneously, there are just thousands of other people performing at yeah. the same mm -hmm. time, sounding different in good, different ways. And um, but yeah, it definitely motiv motivates me. I think I'm I'm always motivated by a challenge. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, like speaking of that, like, um, do you have like a specific plan of action as to how to market yourself or like move forward yeah. Yeah. for the for the for the rest of this year, moving moving mm -hmm. into next year? Obviously, since you study like music yeah. industry, you probably yeah are on the up and up. Yeah. yeah. Um, having studied mu the music industry, I feel like... It's a terrible place. It's a, it's a terrible place. <laughs> don't be a musician. Just don't do it. It's, never yeah, no, never yeah. again. Takes the, takes the um, sparkly view of it away. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not sure that there's going to be much happening for the rest of this year. Yeah. I mean, it's almost November. That's two months left, yeah. and it gets cold here. Yeah, yeah. And restaurants are at 25% capacity. Yeah. Um, I don't really, I mean, the purpose of having live music is to draw more people in and restaurants are not trying to necessarily mm -hmm. have a big crowd right mm -hmm. now. Um, and I've seen live music. I saw it the first time like a week ago, but it was outside. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's going to get cold. So right now I don't have a hard set plan. I'm just yeah. going to reach out to as many people as I can, mm -hmm. many, as many places as I can. Um, I almost look at right now, I mean, I am releasing music and I'm moving forward, but I almost look at it as a, as a time of getting ready. You know, yeah, I want to meet people. I want to yeah. meet people, make connections, um, so that when things come back up, they're going to come back up strong. And I want to have people that I know and play music with and can reach out to and, mm -hmm. Just, I'm getting ready for it to come mm -hmm. back. I'm not sure it's going to come back by the end of the year. Yeah, probably not. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> what, what do you feel sets you apart from like other artists? Like, what do you what do you think is your thing? Yeah, Humbleberg, Humbleberg. Oh, that sets me <laughs> apart from other artists. I think if you're a true artist, you you feel like you have something unique to give, unique to say, mm -hmm. a unique sound. Um, and as a singer, every singer is unique, um, and that's not taking anything away from any other. 
you know, instrument, um, but there's just something already given to you as a singer that no one necessarily sounds like you. Um, and I think that my interest in a diverse group of, of music and having been classically trained, I think that I, I may have um, some interesting, interesting things to put together and say from a, from a big span of genres. Nice. That's a good answer. That is oh, a good thank answer. You. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, is there anything that you want to end off um, giving all the podcast with or like any, any other things that you want to talk about or... Oh man, I could just sit here and talk all day. Yeah, I feel man. like we're just warming up, but yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure, 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 sure. Any no, yeah, anything yeah. you want to ask us? <laughs> um, <laughs> interview with with interviewees. Now. Yeah, we'll, we'll call this segment "Ask Ask Us a Question" because yeah, we ran out of questions. questions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I mean, because talking more about the music, you know, um, industry, like you know, New York City and stuff like that. Like, I feel like kind of like the next. Thing that's going to happen or that is happening is that a lot of these venues are just going to turn into like kind of like streaming mm -hmm. streaming centers mm -hmm. so like I was going to ask you like have you ever thought about doing streaming and stuff like that like uh, streaming shows yeah 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 streaming like live sets and stuff like that yeah yeah that's something I definitely plan on yeah. getting into more yeah um just because that's something you can do during yeah. this time where you can't necessarily go face to face, get out in front of people physically. Yeah. It's also something I don't have very much experience in. So yeah. um, it's, it's kind of scary. Um, strangely, I've always thought that it's more frightening to perform in front of just a few people than mm -hmm. it is in front of hundreds of people. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I don't know why. So streaming. I feel like it's because like much it's more intimate, right? Yeah. Cause it's, the, yeah. There's no one to look at. You're looking yeah. at yourself, yeah, or right. you're looking at the camera. You, yeah. And anyone could be saying anything or doing anything on the other side. And yeah. one of my favorite parts about performing is the connection between the audience mm -hmm. and the performers. Um, I think it's like a special, special thing that happens. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm not in love with the idea of performing to a camera, mm -hmm. but it, it's likely something I'll have to do to yeah. make it during yeah. this time. Well, like, yeah, there's adapt. a, yeah. especially through like, you know, obviously. Ken, huh? Ken, Kenneth, right? He was the one who did a, a performance through like Minecraft. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But, but, like, yeah. but like, he's like more kind of like the electronic yeah. music scene and stuff like that. But like, speaking yeah. of which, because there's like this guy called Red, Rhett Schull, I don't know if, you, if you've heard of him, he's a guitarist, I think so. but like he's also from like um, the Georgia, Atlanta area. Okay. Atlanta is in Georgia, right? Yeah, yes. it is. Yeah, and like, and, like, and like he's been having success through, you know, kind of like live streaming with his band mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And like the way that he like interacts, I mean, he's already had a fan base from before, mm -hmm. but really just like the chat. So like yeah. after like a couple of like, just like a regular concert, you know, just just like after like a couple of songs, he'll mm -hmm. just like look at the chat and like just like respond. talk, yeah, respond yeah. and stuff like that. So it is different. I definitely do mm -hmm. understand, but like, yeah, I feel like streaming because I feel because I did like this whole case study before I like graduated about mm -hmm. like the future of streaming and how like Corona kind of like expediated the process mm -hmm. of like the music industry right. really depending on you know yeah. streaming concerts mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So I feel like the only hope for you know venues within the city mm -hmm. for the time being or maybe even after mm -hmm. Corona 
passes along is really streaming. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, the music industry is constantly changing, mm-hmm. possibly faster than, you know, any other, maybe most other industries. Yeah. And if you don't change with it, you'll get left behind. Yeah. So yeah. that's definitely something that I've, I'm going to have to change with. And yeah. I feel like a lot of other artists are going to have to just keep changing. Yeah. I mean, the artists that last the longest, like Miley Cyrus, we were just talking about her. She's changed From so Hannah Montana much. to Metallica covers. Right. It's she, amazing. If, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if she was still Hannah Montana, she would be she would wouldn't Has be anywhere. Been, yeah. You know, it's the fact that she's a keep she's been changing this whole time. Mm-hmm. She's um adapted. Yeah. And that, that's something that you have to do if yeah. you're in the arts. Yeah. But speaking sure. of the music industry, like me and David, we were like thinking about doing this debate about kind of like the role of Spotify with mm-hmm. for, you know, artist life and like what is, you know, proper like what does it mean to get proper con compensation for mm-hmm. your streams and yeah. all that jazz like what's it's so what's new. yours yeah what's what's like your take um and david is going to destroy whatever you say with facts and logic oh god <laughs> <laughs> no just like my opinion yeah it's not a strong it's, argument. it's a rough it's a rough area because spotify is still so relatively new mm-hmm. like i was saying everything is changing so fast especially in the music industry and I feel like up, like right now and up until this moment, um, a lot of artists can only make it by performing live. So like, yeah, like you said, right now, we're having to deal with this problem even sooner and quicker than we thought. Because if you want to stay an artist, you need to get compensation somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I definitely think that Spotify underpays artists, but it's not even the worst. YouTube is the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, and iTunes and Apple Music are worse. I see stuff all the time for uh, of people saying a penny a stream or something. Um, Hell, a penny a stream is actually pretty like generous. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. Well, like Spotify that's, gives us. That's like, so funny. <laughs> yeah. The fact that that's generous. It's sad, but it, it is yeah. sad. It, it is but like it is. right now, it's way way less than a penny. Yeah. What is it like point zero zero six or something? Yeah, point zero zero six. Yeah, yeah like I'm that. pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's almost you know it's it's a joke. It is a it joke. Is, yeah. It's a joke. Yeah. 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 So I'm not sure. Um, it's not my job. I don't have the exact plan for the future, but it definitely needs mm-hmm. to change. Mm-hmm. Um, or but else- again, streaming because don't because don't like uh, like donations and stuff that you could yeah. get yeah. can really help supplement yeah. whatever the like base a, streaming like a digital is. Digital so like, tip jar. Yeah, right. Basically, yeah. Like yeah. People are like are, are more willing more than more mm-hmm. than other to to you know tip and stuff like that. Like yeah. I've seen thirty one hundred dollar tips at yeah. times. And, just and that's like, great. That's crazy. Yeah. That's yeah. Great. It also, though, like, that's not too common. I mean, yeah. I see that, you know, s- sometimes, but yeah, we yeah, are yeah, so yeah. surrounded by people that love music and appreciate music mm-hmm. as people who are in this yeah. industry. Yeah. That's who we're surrounded by. And yeah. I feel like most people don't value music the way it should be valued. They mm-hmm. just think, oh, yeah, I pay $5 a month for Spotify and I have access to all the music ever mm-hmm. that's ever been made, that's currently being made all over the world. And they see it as something that's just like, Oh, this is a given. It's totally take it for granted. Yeah. Like artists like die over their work mm-hmm. yeah. and creating their work and it's completely undervalued. Definitely. I mean, I feel like true fans will always, you know, support the artists they love. Yeah. With anything and that's they can. why like those big donations yeah. like make a difference but almost have to right. happen. Yeah. 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 I mean my, my thing with Spotify is like I don't really look at it as a way to to make money. More so it's just like a way to get your name out there. Yeah. Right. So I just see it like as another Instagram or Facebook or yeah. whatever. That that's just my take on it. 
Well, that's currently what it is, but I yeah. feel like it should be more than that because like that is your product. You know, music is your product and that's how people are getting access to mm. it. You know, besides that, like, sure, merch makes a lot of money and different things like that. But the product itself is about the music. For sure, yeah. So it, it, it's a little insulting that that's just like Instagram, exactly. you know, people. Yeah, David, check your privilege, bro. Oh, my God. Check my, your... My, <laughs> my non-musician privilege? Yes, exactly. By talking out of my ass privilege? No, yeah. no, I'm not saying that at all. No, I mean, it, it's probably just because, like, I have never, you know, sought out to, to make music no, yeah. like, as no. a career. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking it's just like, oh, it's just like another whatever thing. So yeah. just to grow your fan base, I guess. Yeah, And then from totally. that fan base, you can market... You know, like, oh, this is how you can help me. You know, buy no, no, definitely. And, totally. and you're right. But, like, for all the money that Spotify is making no, I mean, itself, Spotify makes they make uh, way too much money to not be compensating people. They make an insane amount yeah, of money. They could pay I, Joe I Rogan. I thought as a company, they're actually losing money. They were until recently. I oh, okay. Think. They just, I was like, this year. They maybe, yeah. Maybe yeah. they were like running yeah. like a, but, but they just managed yeah. to pay Joe Rogan. Like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Like something crazy yeah. like that. For, yeah. for his podcast. Like, it's, yeah. So yeah. like they can afford to pay. You guys are the next, the yeah. next Joe Rogan. Uh, oh man. No. I don't know if I want to. He's, uh, he's getting fucked over by Spotify. Wait, you think so? Why? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like now they can, they can censor anything he says. So now uh, like anything that they deem like inappropriate like whether it be like against the brand or whatever they yeah. just can't take it out if they want oh, to because yeah. it's exclusive for, to spotify for you know 10 that's million that's... dollars or, i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah for 100 million dollars i'll fucking it is not yeah, 100 yeah. million dollars is it it's not no million. i think it is it's 100 yeah. million dollars yeah it's a ludicrous amount of money to you should, be giving you should hear one how podcast much, you should hear how much serious xm paid uh what you call it howard stern i, don't I think they know. paid him more that's crazy, yeah. and they and they can't afford to like, you know, even like a penny a stream to yeah. like double or or maybe even it's like gross. triple. It's gross. Uh, I'm yeah. with you guys. I think yeah. it's disgusting. But that's an insane amount of money. Yeah, but like, <laughs> that's crazy to think about. Just had a hundred million lying Just around. Just a hundred million dollars. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, it's nuts. Yeah. 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 Damn. Wow. Yeah. So like, hopefully in the future, you know, artists will be able to get paid. You know more. I hope so. Yeah. I'm scared for the future if it doesn't change. I feel like change. it will because I feel like if enough people, because you know Taylor Swift, people like Taylor Swift, have Kanye been making, West, Kanye West mm. have, have been making like a like big yeah. noises about that and things yeah. like that. So yeah, especially about record deals. And yeah, things like stuff that. like that too. Yeah. That's totally oh man, changing. that's like a whole another yeah. wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that's we could talk about that forever. Ooh, but like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but th these are all necessary, right? No, like, that's yeah. just like before streaming. That was how artists got screwed over. Yeah. So people. People that are still on a bad record deal and mm -hmm. are only streaming that they're not making any money mm -hmm. they can't mm -hmm. do anything yeah that's why you gotta make that merch bro gotta, gotta, gotta yep. make good merch yeah. Yeah. yeah you gotta find you gotta be creative with it i guess yeah definitely yeah yeah but um yeah yeah it got depressing I, no, it, it got real. It got we're real. Hopeful. It got real. It I'm got sad, real. and I'm not even a musician. <laughs> oh man, no wonder most artists are like super depressed. Yeah, exactly. Right? This is why we got to talk about it. On is the that podcast. a prerequisite? Part of the chain. There you I, go. I wonder, is depression like a prerequisite or like a uh, depression? Yeah, no, like for like I mean, artists, like, is it like required no or is it just like a symptom? No great artist made without suffering, right? Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, everybody suffers yeah, to some true. extent. You can't get out of life without it. So. 
And on that note, that's deep. And, uh, and on that note, <laughs> thank you for watching Woo! this episode. Have a happy <laughs> Christmas, Merry Christmas, <laughs> Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year, guys. But like, no, thank you for watching this episode yeah. of Sounds Like NYC. If you really want to end on that quote, the well, let's you redo. What do you want to leave with? Um, life is also full of other great things, including my song, The Wicked. Mm -hmm. <laughs> where, where can people listen to The Wicked? Um, they can listen to it anywhere. It's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, Google Radio? Play. Radio? Um, well, we'll see. Ooh, it's CDs? not out yet. So. CDs? <laughs> Tape cassettes? Um, Vinyls? Yeah, yeah, for sure. In two months, let's, let's hope I have some other stuff for you. There you go. Check me out on Instagram, and that's where I'll have all the stuff up. So. Awesome. Hopefully. Cool. Thanks yeah, so much yeah. for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for having me.